0: Some of you might believe that when I said the title of my sermon is happiness, wisdom, living in the moment, I was too ambitious. Yeah, right. But I can, I am, a, I am a proof that it happens. Not all the time because we are human, but most of the time you are really committed, so you will see. A poster that has been with me for years has a natured scene with tall snow-covered mountains, large pine trees, and a river flowing peacefully. It's been with me for years, having so a very prominent place where I can see it often. On the lower right-hand side says, "Nothing is ours but time." This poster has helped me put many things in perspective. In fact, it has helped me to put my whole life in perspective. Contemplating those granite mountains, ancient pine trees, and the river has the effect of making my life seem fragile and short. I know that barring the advance of human destructive forces, those marbles of nature will be standing where they are longer after I will be gone from this earth. Contemplating that scene, in that poster and meditating on nothing is ours but time led me to two profound, at least two profound truths. One, I really, really have the innate power to decide how I will conduct my life. And two, there is no greater decision I can make than to live every moment of my life to the fullest. Having awareness of what we could and want to do with our lives and moving to action to accomplish those things are very different things though. Faced with obstacles and change, we try to justify our inertia by reciting a common list of constraints. Economic, I am too poor, I cannot do anything. Geographic, I live too far away from this and that. Biological, I was born with this and that problem. Educational, I never went to school, etc. It is difficult to accept that, barring unsurmountable circumstances, we have the power to choose that we that we can decide how to live every moment of our lives. There are fascinating and inspirational examples of people who under the most rigorous deprivations, including being in concentration camps, decided to live free and in peace. And who among us is not aware of the Special Olympics? Here in our congregations, we also have people with some uh, disabilities that are courageous people, that are fantastic people, that are my role models. How do these people display such courage and determination? Let's listen to this Buddha's words. Mind is the forerunner of all actions. All deeds are led by mind, created by mind. If one speaks or acts with a corrupt mind, suffering follows as the wheel follows the hoof of an ox pulling a cart. Mind is the forerunner of all actions. All deeds are led by mind, created by mind. If one speaks or acts with a serene mind, happiness follows as surely as one's shadow. The secret of happiness, then, consists on speaking and acting with a serene mind. But what is a sitting mind and how we can attain it? A sitting mind is the mind attuned to reality of life. It is the mind that knows how to let go of expectations. It is the mind that can concentrate on the miracle of the here and now. The first time I understood the meaning of such mind and the fullness that it brings to one's life was when I heard this anecdote from the life of Domingo Savio. I must have been maybe 10 years old, 12 years old. Savio was a schoolboy in Italy, educated with the Salesians fathers, and who at the time of his death at the tender age of 14 was considered already a saint. One time, when he was playing in the yard, one of the fathers asked him, Domingo, what would you do if you knew that you were going to die in five minutes? His immediate reply was, I will continue playing. That to me was, and still is, an impressive example of living in the moment of having attained serenity of mind. Thich Nhat the contemporary Vietnamese monk, poet, Zen master and Nobel Prize nominee, has become a most beloved and popular teacher here in the West. He says, mindfulness frees us of forgetfulness and dispersion and makes it possible to live fully each minute of life. Mindfulness enables us to live to be alive. I always love to read his description of how he carries his daily activities. Take washing dishes, for example. You like to wash dishes? It's fun. When you don't have to do it. Okay, so take washing dishes, for example. He says, even washing dishes after a big meal can be a joy. Once you are standing in front of the sink with your sleeves rolled up and your hands in warm water, it really isn't so bad. I enjoy taking my time with each dish, being fully aware of the dish, the water, and each movement of my hands. I know that if I am in a hurry in order to go and have a cup of tea, the time will be unpleasant and not worth living. That will be a pity, for each minute, each second of life is a miracle. The dishes themselves and the fact that I am here washing them are miracles. And this is how he describes a big aha he had while doing dishes, all about dishes today. One day while washing a bowl, I felt that my movements were as sacred and respectful as baiting a newborn Buddha. Like many others before him, after such moments of awareness, he concluded that each thought, each action in the sunlight of awareness becomes sacred. In this light, no boundary exists between the sacred and the profane. I must confess, he adds, It takes me longer to do the dishes, but I live fully in every moment, and I am happy. Albert Schweitzer, another great champion of awareness and compassion for all living beings, described the sense of awe and connection he felt when he was watching a group of hippopotamus peacefully and joyfully bathing in a river. Although through his life, he had deep He had deep respect for creation. At that very moment, he felt that in fact, all life was deserving of reverence. I believe it was then that Schweitzer coined the term that we Unitarian Universalists like so much, reverence for life. These testimonials point out to the awesome rewards of peace, happiness, reverence, wisdom, and connection, resulting from mindfully living every moment. And so, who could desire more? Happiness? Wisdom? Connection? Joy? Freedom? But wait! You might not believe me, but there is more. Acha says, look at this, learn to pay attention and there is nothing you will not understand. Can you imagine? Learn to pay attention, and there is nothing that you will not understand. There we have it, the secret of wisdom. Paying attention, being mindful, living in the moment. Unbelievable, isn't it? So many benefits. Can we think of one more? How about living mindfully each moment makes us truly human? As we become increasingly sensitive to our own needs, we become more sensitive to the needs of others. By acting mindfully under circumstances that affect us, we start acting mindfully under circumstances that affect others. That is why living mindfully is the best antidote to despair and to the feelings of helplessness when we are confronted with the immensity of the needs and the pain of the world. As I grow older and my awareness of the preciousness of each moment intensifies, I have been able to diminish my preoccupation with a lot of stuff that used to consume my my mind and that brought me so much unhappiness and waste of time. I recall one of the first times that I had the pleasure of experiencing sitting mind in the form of non-judging mind. I was riding in an almost full elevator in New York when this man came exuding a very strong smell of onions and garlic. My first reaction was, oh man, this, this man has eaten garlic and onions. Then I felt such peacefulness, and even a sense of true connection. This experience of not judging was so different from other times when under similar circumstances, I would think, gosh, this man really smells bad. Or, oh boy, he really likes onions and garlic. Or whatever else I would say or express my disgust. I have shared with you that when I am eating or cooking, I try to pay attention to be mindful. Peeling a banana, an orange, or any fruit or vegetable, I try to think, how would I feel if I was that particular piece of fruit or vegetable being divested on my peel and being made part of this person's body? Sometimes I'll tell the fruit or vegetable that I am grateful for its presence in my life and for being essential to my nutrition. Its son, my husband, is around and hears me muttering, he would ask, are you talking to me? No, I respond. I am talking to the fruit or to the vegetable. By now he knows I do this and understands, more or less. Simple acts of mindfulness lead to empathy and gratitude and can turn our actions sacramental in nature. They are also wonderful opportunities to show reverence and to become one with whatever is at hand. I have let myself dream about what could happen in our congregations, particularly in this one, which is already very advanced, if we were to seriously consider living in the moment. For starters, we could live our principles more fully. Around the world, millions of Hindus and Buddhists salute each other with their hands in attitude of prayer and bowing their heads while saying, Namaste. Can you try that? Namaste. Jay Bhagwan. This loosely translated mean, I salute or honor the light or the divine in you or within you. Will not it be easier to affirm and promote our first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person if we were to salute those we meet in the manner just described? Or what if we were to adopt the Christian greeting, the kingdom of justice be with you, and the replied, and also with you? Of course, these practices would not need to be overt. We could easily do our greetings mentally, being mindful of the fact that indeed, in each of us resides the sparkle of divinity and the potential for the true kingdom of love and justice. By greeting mindfully, we would be also practicing our third principle since we would be affirming and promoting the acceptance of one another and the encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations. By mentally saying the Native American prayer, great spirit, grant that I may not criticize my neighbor until I had walked a mile in his moccasins, every time we were about to judge, criticize, or compare others in a degrading manner, we will be practicing our second principle, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. And let us imagine how living in the moment could help us practice our fourth principle, a responsible search for truth and meaning. Imagine the truths we could learn and meaning, and the meaning we could give to our lives if we were to pay attention. Remember Achancha saying, learn to pay attention, and there is nothing you will not understand. Now, if we agree with Kabir, the great 15th century mystic, weaver, musician, husband, and father, when he said, God is the bread inside the bread then, by breathing mindfully, we could remember that on the inhale, we are breathing life itself, the spirit of life, Ruah, as the Jewish tradition calls the spirit. On the exhale, we could lovingly and gratefully surrender our breath to the universe. What could be a better and easier way to affirm and promote our seven principles, Respect for the interconnected web of all existence of which we are a part, breathing in the spirit and releasing our breath of love. Life in the path of awareness, living in the moment is not easy, however. Every day we are bombarded with multitude of distractions, both internal and external, competing for our attention. It takes strong motivation and a great amount of discipline to combat and overcome those distractions. However, there are so many benefits and unbelievable rewards awaiting that it truly is worth making the effort. By living in the present, one is able to rise to opportunities calling for action. There is great power and satisfaction in being present to the moment, in being the masters of our lives. Practicing mindfulness, we learn to be complex solutions as long as we continue growing a good heart and allowing ourselves to keep a compassionate attitude towards our own shortcomings and the shortcomings of others. This is so true. The holy does not ask that we journey towards perfection only that we journey towards wholeness. That we row, row, row our boat of our life into this moment and to the next and to the next, gently down the stream. And merrily also, since appreciating the immense gift that life is, leads to joy and gratitude. Amen and blessed be.